where you are and where you want to be are most times at different places. And even when you have reached where you want it to be, there's always somewhere else that you're growing and learning toward. And so Hello, guys and gals. Thank you for joining another episode of the I Love Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm super hyped for you to join and listen and learn about storytelling, branding, fundraising with the powerful Spencer Davis. Let's hop into the conversation. We've been friends for a while now, and man, he's doing really awesome stuff. Hop right in. Enjoy. Hey, buddy. Dude, how's it going? Been a minute, man. Yeah, I know it has. What What have you been up to? Oh, everything. <laughs> uh, I'm in Dallas for a couple days, and then I'll get I'll head back to Austin on Sunday, and then... I got a big trip in Utah, and then I'm in LA, and then, dude, it's nuts. Busy, busy. How about you? Where are you at now? Uh, I'm I'm in Dallas right now. Okay. I moved back in with the parents, just trying to figure out what's next. I had a, I had something with the city of Plano where I was going to do something, oh, yeah. but then uh, it got because the the day I was supposed to like sign and get everything going was the same day COVID everything shut down and so you know still trying to reel in from that just doing odd jobs i been doing a lot of fence construction so that's kind of what I've been busy with I gotcha yeah and I feel like we had a, a significant amount of revenue get cut and then as well as a lot of prospective revenue of deals that were about were pending yeah. so I feel you, man. It's uh, it's definitely changed uh, the world as we know it but there's also a lot of opportunity that's attached to that which is exciting Oh, yeah, dude. All right. So for the listeners, kind of give us your background. Um, yeah, so I, um, I started my career actually um, in the business realm and was going to school um, for, uh, for business, going to TC, or I was actually going to TCC and then was going to TCU um, was the plan. And so I um, was playing sports, ended up getting injured. Um, out of football um, right as I was kind of making that transition and um, shortly thereafter I fell in love shooting a sport I couldn't play anymore and so my quarterback loaned me a camera and um, really just enjoyed um, yeah being a part of something that uh, I hadn't been able to before and so um, that led me I was still going the route of business I worked in construction for two and a half years while in college Um, got into corporate IT shortly thereafter and as I was about to transfer to TCU um, just kind of realized, like, I'm like, I'm about to spend uh, uh, two years and 100000 to do what I do right now. And so decided um, it kind of got came down to paid work versus doing my English homework. And so I decided that that was it for college. And uh, I was very grateful to have um, mentors and people in my life that I could learn from both good for the and, and areas of people's lives that I was like, man, I don't want to do that. And so I really felt like I was prepared for for the next step. And so I was in corporate IT for a little bit and then um, uh, worked in, I was still doing photography and camera stuff on the side and then uh, got into marketing um, and started, I met a guy and he was a a developer and I was a creative and we were like, let's start a company. So we started a marketing company and um, shortly after, about six months after I uh, tore my ACL and a ski um, injury and um that during that time um my business partner decided to go after our clients took the remaining revenue and left and so the company dissolved 
um, which was a great blessing. And I look back and I'm very thankful for that. I do it again as I learned a lot of uh, lessons. I learned just so many things. One about, you know, uh, people and, and, and trust with your eyes wide open and, and character and that time shows character. Um, but even more than that, from the business standpoint of like where the industry is going, this is uh, almost four years ago now um, and for three and a half. And so um, realized just that um, traditional marketing was not where I wanted to be um, and like websites and just, it just wasn't a realm in which I wanted to be. And so I got to kind of sit down and go, what do I want to do? And that was uh, tell stories for brands. And so uh, work now in, in media, um, in photo, video, design, um, working with brands at a very close level uh, to tell their story in a powerful way that connects with audiences. And so that's kind of what our organization has been doing for the last couple of years. And I actually have another project that we're, um, we're to release here soon and we may talk about it in the future, um, but is around a uh, tech company, a software that is going to uh, solve some issues in the industry. So yeah, that's uh, I guess the uh, kind of short, long version. Uh, there's obviously more to that story than that, but that's kind of the brief background. Yeah. And wait, so where are you at currently? So are you, you're, so you're telling brand stories with your own company or what? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it, we are, we've been at LLC for a while and, and um, we work in a very unique way with companies, but yeah, we employ quite a few people as storytellers across the country. Um, and we've actually, uh, so pre COVID, I mean, we worked very closely in a way of, of um, photography, media, and then social media management with different brands. And so, um, yeah, so we are a company, but we operate um, at a very closer level than any traditional agency. So we're not necessarily an agency, but more of an organization um, that, that is a, a collective. Um, and then over since COVID and everything, we've actually um, kind of pivoted a little bit to, we've actually got books up for a lot more film production than anything else. And so um, that's been an interesting um, kind of pivot. And it's been cool because it, 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 it directly lines up with our mission and focus is to enable people to do what they love and what they're called to. And then on top of that, to tell stories for brands and individuals. And so, um, and so yeah, so now we're doing that in a different way. Um, we still do some other forms of media, but for the, these last two months have been primarily in the area of um, like film production and then also with the, the software as well. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And so what would you say to someone who can't find, because you were in different realms, you were in construction and IT now and creative marketing. What, what would you say to someone who can't necessarily find what they want to do? Yeah, um, I heard this. Uh, this was a couple of days ago. There's a guy. Are you familiar with Mike Todd with Transformation Church? Uh yes, yes. So their their creative pastor Charles Metcalf um, had just a really raw moment uh, uh, last week and uh, put a really cool video out. And one of the things that he said that is so powerful is that he said, "Without the right why, your fight always dies." And um, for me, I didn't always know, I, if you would have told me five and a half years ago, six, 10 years ago, that I'd be doing this today at a full-time job, you're like, you're crazy. That's not, I'm not even creative. What are you talking about? And so I would say the biggest things to that is um, understanding the bigger why. For me, I, there's a lot of, um, I have a lot of goals in business. I have a lot of goals in life, but ultimately that my goal is to reflect Christ by what I do versus what I say and to impact lives. And so the ways in which I do that can be very different. And so um, when I started in construction, I, I kind of live by two principles when it comes to business is be the best at what you do. And if you take care of people, they'll take care of you. And so when I got into construction, I said, hey, I'm going to be the best at 
this area. I started as a door knocker. I was, hi, can I, uh, you know, inspect your roof? And, and I learned and I adapted. I said, how can I connect with people? How can I add value? And doing good work and taking care of people has led me to where I'm still currently working with some people that were back in the construction days that we've just kept relationships with. And so one, at, from a work ethic standpoint, but two, um, don't be afraid to take risks. I think that's something that, especially when you're young, I, so many people that I've come in contact with, and that the, the, especially when they're either in high school, coming out of high school, or going into college, and I'm like, you are never going to be out of, in a position where you have the freedom to take more risk of going in, in later, like in four years from now, if, you, if I'm talking to someone who's 18, you're going to be 22, you're going to be 24 in six years, and you're going to have a girlfriend or a wife, or you're going to have, you can't survive off a thousand dollars. You, it's just not possible. And so take risk. And so that was one thing I got started and everything when I was young, I was 16 and it allowed me, uh, I had a safety net and a way to fail. Um, and I, and I took risk. And so I was able to go out and, and my dad, I love him. He's, he's a huge part of my, um, my career and where I'm at, but there was a time where he goes, man, looking at I think my first year I made eight thousand dollars which is not a lot of money at all and he goes man if you would have worked at Kroger you would have made more money at a grocery store and I was like yes but you don't understand the experiences and the expertise I got are worth much so much more uh, and so I guess to answer your question I would say especially if you're in a position where you don't know what you want and you're just kind of in a, in a job to do to, to pay the bills to, to get by uh, be the best there starting off and then experiment and doubt and what are your interests and, and there was a saying that I, that, it, that really changed a lot of my perspective and he goes um do find what you love and then find a way to make money off of it and there's and, and so you can take any in any industry any perspective the, the common stereotype for photographers is the broke photographer uh and we did over a quarter million dollars in revenue last year now i didn't net hardly anything at all but you know there's everything in which there is whether say you're a painter and you're like man i love painting which is an area in which most people are like yeah you can't make any money off of okay, there's these mural artists that I know the, uh, the restaurant that we just worked with, they spent $40,000 on. Um, and so there's just, it takes time, it takes work ethic and just takes networking. Um, but really just that undying um, focus and vision on where is the life you want to lead. And so, you know, focus on, I, I tell also dream big and make a plan to get there. And so you may not know what that looks like. You might not know what that end destination looks like. I had this conversation last week with a guy who's a talented creator. He's 18. He's looking at what he wants to do next. And I was like, start to find, start creating goals in your life that are not just, I want to make this amount of money. I want to do these things. You might not know. Start making goals of saying, I want, I want to be a per, I want to be in a place that I love what I do. I want to be the person, me, 2021, I will love what I do. I will be in a relationship with someone that, I, that I'm running with and just start defining where you'll be versus what you're doing. And I think those are some changes. So a lot of different uh, things there. So hopefully that, some of that made sense, but that's, uh, that's what I would definitely say to that. Yeah, I like, I like what you said about defining where you will be. Um, first, what would you say to someone who wants to define or dream plan to where they'll be wait so, so say it again what is what about uh, how what would like what i guess what are practical steps to getting to where you want to be yeah so 
where you are and where you want to be are most times at different places. And even when you have reached where you want it to be, there's always somewhere else that you're growing and learning toward. And so, you know, I look back in a time when I was in roofing and I knew that I wasn't going to be in roofing for the rest of my life. I knew that you know, there were elements that I really, I, I wasn't a fan of. Um, but there were also aspects in which I really did enjoy, which were the relationships, which were meeting people, which were having conversations. And so um, back then there was no way for me to even clearly drawn out um, that I wanted to be in this industry or really this anything. But what I did, uh, what, what I did do that allowed me to be where I am now was I took, I, I, I ran after the interest in which I had. And so, as I said, I picked up a camera from football and then was doing it on the side. And so I would do construction throughout the day. I had college at night and then I would just pick up these freelance gigs and I would do high school seniors and I shot at the local high school and I made connections there and I got to know different people. And uh, I realized that I go, I was like, man, I don't like high school seniors. Um, I don't, I don't like shooting. Um, I don't like shooting weddings, um, which is a very common not misconception, but it's a very common, um, I guess, just this perspective. That's, that's the only way you can make money. It's not. And so I, I worked at what I needed to, to get to, to support what I needed and then work to make what I wanted a reality and then work to define that because many times, and this isn't a bad thing, but many times if I was to come to you and say, I'm here to fund your dream, but many times people say, I'm like, okay, what is it? And you're like, I don't know. And so I think a lot of the, going back to kind of what I was saying about dream big, but make a plan to get there tangibly that just looks at, I, and I think too, of just removing the stereotypes. That's, I think is step one, getting yourself, taking yourself out of the, um, just whether it's years or decades or whatever of just, um, I can, or I can't do this. And so I think the education system is broken. I think many times how, how people are raised are broken to be taught that this is how you have to do things. This is the life that you have to live and of going, I'm not, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't go to college, but I'm all, but I am saying is that college is not the only way. And so I think for a lot of people, like I, I know for me, especially it was a big thing of, um, you know, at the time I was 16. Um, and I, I closed a $60,000 roof. Um, you know, and it was because I, I just went after it. I learned what I needed to do. And I, and I, and I just did what I had, did what it took to, to actually deliver on that. And I think what's cool is once you get out of school, once you get out of grade school and get out of college, the world doesn't really care how old you are. The world starts basing you off of life stage. And so that for me, I, I'm mostly younger in most situations or, or, or areas that I'm in, but from a life stage standpoint, those are the people I run with. And so you, you and I know both know people who are 29 and are killing it in singleness and just, you know, traveling, doing all these things. And that's the life stage there. And you and I both know people who are 23, who are married with a kid and that second one on the way. And so there's just, there's, there's no, you kind of, when you get into the real world, you realize that, oh, I can be whoever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do. And that I think is where it starts. Because if you have, if you have yourself in a box of I can only do this, my parents only did this, that's where it starts. And, and, I, and I think that can be commonly illustrated when it comes to finances. And the and poor man's mindset, stuff like that. But I'm not even really talking about money. There's so much more to life than money. And I'm so grateful to have learned that early on is going, what are you called to do? What do you love to do? And how can you impact other people's lives? And when you can start to establish that and then head in that direction, you will then reach the destination in which you're called. Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed, you know, who am I going to be and like the steps I'm becoming. And that's kind of like, how I've made decisions of like, who do I want to be? 
and then that's where you know life takes you and so i think you're a very good networker what would you say to someone who wants to get better at networking i think it comes down to really caring um and actually you know from there's a character component to networking that is all is a huge difference maker and so there's a difference between sales and relationship. And the, the reason that sales has such a negative persona and people want to stay away from it and they don't like salespeople, we are being sold to and selling and buying every single day. Now, you, we have a, I'll use an example of two different companies. We have one company, we have Chick-fil-A, and the other company, we have McDonald's. Both of them are making a transaction. Both of them are making money off of us, but one we are very excited to be a part of, and we would love it if their brand made double the revenue like next month. The other brand, we feel bad when we leave. We feel like, man, I, I just, I just, I'm not going to go back there ever. And then we end up going back. And then if we heard they were to grow, we would be very disgusted. And so it's taking that same principle in sales and in networking of going, okay, am I just meeting you? Why? Because here you are a dollar to me. Or am I meeting you going, okay, yes, I'm being strategic and there's a business opportunity to come from this, but I really genuinely care about you and what are you working at? And I want to understand what you're doing and what's going on because one, I want to learn. Two, I want to have, I want to build a relationship. And three, if we can mutually benefit each other, then wonderful. And so I actually, I just ran a project in Houston two weeks ago and we brought a ton of influencers came in these really talented creators. We had almost 30 million in total following. It was a big project. And we ended up, I ended up working a deal with the skydive company to get them all to skydive and, and like in exchange for promotion. It was a really fun project. And so we, I actually, that was a call that I was just on. And, um, one of the cool things, there's this guy Owen and he's 18 and there's something special about him. And I've kind of really kind of taken him in, so to speak, of, you know, he's starting to learn some of the film stuff we're doing. And I mean, dude's really talented. He has two and a half million followers on TikTok and is blowing up in other, in other realms. But what was cool is amongst the vast creators, there's 15 of them. He was the only one that one came up to me and said, dude, how are you? Nice to meet you. I'm excited for this. Made that extra effort. It was small in, in scale, but it was cement such a far away. And then as I'm talking with the VP of marketing of this company, she goes, Owen, by the way, I really love this aspect. He came up to me when the whole thing was done and he said, thank you guys so much for help taking care of us. I had a great time. I look forward to doing stuff with you. And she said, she brought this up. She goes, it was very small, but it meant the world. And we are, they're actually looking at for a few of those creators completely comping them to get licensed, which is over $3,000. And so that aspect of networking, of, of taking care of people and not just being so selfish about it is a huge component of it. And then I think just from the, from actually connecting with people, just putting yourself in situations of people that you want to, you want to run with. And so where are the people that you want to be connected with and then go there and interact with them and engage with them. And so if I, I'm very networked in, in photography, I'm very networked in business and it comes down to putting myself in situations to be able to connect with people and then being who you are consistently throughout because people are going to see all the sides of you. And when I see you out and about with your friends versus when I see you at a networking event, are you the same person? And so those are, that's when it comes down to the sales and the genuine aspect. And then social media is such a powerful tool to network. I've connected with people all over the world. I have so many stories I could tell you about people that I've connected with. There was this guy, one that sticks out um, two years ago or last year, I, I took a trip and I was in Egypt and I took this really cool photo and I posted it on a platform and he, he took it and he made this really cool artwork. Uh, and it was really beautiful. And I might be able to link it to you later. Um, and 
he was in New Zealand and we, we, we uh, started the dialogue conversation and I was like, dude, this is so epic. And we became friends and he's a believer and just a really talented guy. And I happened to be actually in New Zealand at the start of this year, at the end of last year, or sorry, this year over New Year's. And I got to connect with him. This guy in New Zealand that a year and a half earlier had done this design piece and like he worked for an HVAC company. He had similar questions. And so there's just an aspect to just forming relationships, caring about people, being authentic and going back to that quality and relationships. If you're, you, I can be good at relationships, but if I don't deliver, if I'm not the best, if I don't do what I say, then you're not going to, I'm like, you're a cool dude, but I can't work with you. But if you do what you say and yet you just treat people terribly, those two dynamics, they have to work together. Yeah. All right, let's talk storytelling, branding, because um, that's what you do right now. And that's why I, I absolutely love that, too. I, I mean, I'm a storyteller by heart. What, what is your, like, what's your approach to storytelling? Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, that's a, that's a big question. There's a, there's a lot of aspects of storytelling. Um, at our core as humans, we live um, off stories. That's how history was passed down. That's, who, that's how we were shaped into the people that we are today, the men and women of, who we are, of, of this world, you know, from the stories. And the mediums in which stories have been told has changed over time. And um, there's, there will never, there will, there will, nothing will ever replace a communicative story of us of me telling you a, a, a story in the, in the rawest sense so what we're doing the conversational storytelling is the simplest and the original form of storytelling and so you had back before paper you had people they would pass it down generations and generations of fathers to their children the children to their children and so when so we have this aspect of story and that it allows us to connect with people it allows us to connect with something or a reality or a story and so What's cool is, as we've seen over the last 10 to 15 years, um, different mediums and platforms come about that have allowed us to tell stories in different ways. And so we see photography, we see video, we see design, we see um, different platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, um, all these different things come out and TV and movies. And so we see all this and it's pushed in our face. And, and what can happen at times is um, that Every, that everyone is kind of like the news is saying this is important and this is important so we get thrown out a lot and so it can cause us to devalue a, or not trust a story so to speak of going man like i yeah you posted a cool story on instagram but it, why did you do that what's the reasons for it and so it makes us question certain things and so one of the elements in which i specialize in is is digital storytelling um and so uh some of the really cool components i go of of, of really breaking down one, why are you posting what you're posting? Why do you even have social media? And then how are you going to connect with the people that you're following with? And, and many people don't even ask those rudimentary foundational questions of why do we have social media? Um, you know, it's like, okay, I'm Ferrari or I'm Chick-fil-A or I'm Adidas. You have three different brands with three different focuses. Why do, why are we here to start? And then what's our mission? And I think that's a big thing to understand. You can't reach somewhere that you don't plan for so saying, okay, this is who we are. This is our brand and this is our why. And this is the stories around that. And so Adidas, uh, Nike, uh, Apple, these brands do a really good job of telling stories. And, and Nike is really well known for telling other stories. And so to saying, hey, it's not about me, the, the clothing company. It's not about me, the shoe. It's about the real world stories that I, we can connect people with. And so they've done a really good job of associating that. And, I, and earlier this afternoon, I actually had a, an incredible opportunity to talk with um, 
one of the directors at Red Bull that manages all their celebrity and influencer teams. And they go, Red Bull doesn't need to promote at all. They did, they had a record month in June. Um, but they want to work with people. And so now when you think of Red Bull, you think of a flying helicopter, of, of a helicopter doing a flip. You think of um, skis, you think of skydiving, you think of all this stuff. And so what they've done is saying, hey, our story is not just the can. Our can is already is the best at what it is, but our story is is everything that surrounds it. And so going that, that next layer, that next level into it and saying, how can I connect with people? And that's where a lot of companies, a lot of individuals, a lot of brands, they start to disconnect themselves and they start to forget the reality and they create content that they don't even stop and think like, wait, would I even engage with this? This, this graphic, yeah, it's functional, but I don't even like how it looks. And so, I mean, there's, like I said, there's a ton of different areas in which I can talk about storytelling, but the key component is going, it's a very simple formula of just going, is this furthering our why? And why are we actually posting this? What is the motive behind this message? And people are not ignorant. People are not stupid. And I think a lot of brands feel like they have to be so baby talk to a consumer. And the people are like, no, fake, fake. And we live in a world now where authenticity is everything. And so being genuine and, and real is the most like, impactful element. I'm going, I'm tired of all the sales. Like I've heard all the pitches. I've done all that. I've seen all the influencers posting their stuff. You know, it's just, it's not doing for me. I'm going to connect with that brand that goes, man, I love their story. There's a brand, um, Hunter Woodall is a founder of this company called Giant Hoodies and they're incredible. You guys should definitely check them out. Um, and his story is so powerful. He um, was born without, um, without all of his legs. Woo-pig, so, baby. Woo-pig. Yeah, he is a D1 track athlete at, at Arkansas. And his story is incredibly inspiring. And so, and to see what he has done and what he's overcome and what he's become and the company that he's founded, I support his company wholeheartedly. And we're actually looking to do a project here soon. The dude's amazing. And that is storytelling. That is connecting you past the product to a, to a relationship. And that is what it's all about. So like I said, there's a ton of ways in which we can, we can talk about different storytelling and different mediums, different ways in doing it. There's a thousand ways you can connect with an audience. Um, but the real, you know, major component is know your why know your mission and then just be real with your audience. So those are the main things I would say to that. Yeah, it's funny. Hunter was actually supposed to be on my like first podcast ever. Oh, really? The timing never, the timing never worked out. It was like during peak track season. So he was busy. <laughs> That's awesome. No, Hunter's a good dude. I recently got connected with him. He's a, it's a small world and the dude's killing it. He's a solid guy and it's, yeah. it's, it's, I'm excited to do more work with him in the future. Yeah, I, you know, I, I understand asking the questions and stuff, asking like, why am I doing this? And that's kind of what I'm going through right now of like my Instagram, you know, I just, I've been on information overload recently and just story overload and whatnot. And I was like, okay, what, what do I want to be known for? And I think that's a good question that anyone should ask is like, what, like, what, what does that you know, what, what do I really want to be known for? And like, what do I really want to spend my time doing? And yeah, I definitely understand going through that whole thing. Cause you're just, yeah, that's what I've been asking recently. And I don't know, I, I have no idea. And that's something in the world, but I'm just trying to take steps to that. Well, and that's, and, and, and my encouragement to anyone who's, who's searching, but doesn't fully know of going, that's an incredible place to be. That is a place where God can show up in ways that you will never expect. And it's cool because even though I 
I am very, I have a clear vision and direction of, of where I'm headed. I'm, I hold that very loosely. And so over the last three months, we have completely pivoted from what we were doing at the start of the year to where we are now. We went from having close to a million dollars in revenue coming up in, in the social media media realm to zero, zero dollars, to then moving into film production and direction to working up everything in that and then to working in the influencer realm as well. And so um, that also goes back to what I was, you know, what we were talking about networking wise. Like I just recently have gotten connected with Hunter and partially through social media, uh, mostly. And so I got connected with this one girl right as she was getting, getting big. And I was like, Hey, let's just shoot. I think you're awesome. And then we worked a project and now we're doing a trip together. And then she's friends with Hunter and she was like, Hey, let me connect you guys. And we jumped on a call and then here we are now, you know, doing work together. And, and I think intentionality is something that is a lost art. And so even you being intentional to set up this interview and say, Hey, I want to connect. And I think not enough people do that. Not a lot of people have are connected well beyond what they know, but they're just not intentional with those connections. They're not intentional, not even to take advantage of them because you're not to, to engage and saying, Hey, I know you. I mean, I, there's even been parents of my friends that I've been intentional with. And so uh, just a, a little bit of information on the, the software company that we're launching. Um, we, I've been working on this for over two years and um, came upon some stuff. I had to build a prototype and it was 25,000. I didn't have that. And so that kind of put things on hold and then found out my roommate was a designer. And so I pitched it to him and we both worked like 600 hours total to not make this thing happen. And then I put together a pitch deck and was looking and, and searching to get funding. And so we needed 150,000 to start. I needed a total of 800,000 for operating for 2021. And I talked to a couple of investors and, um, there was a mentor of mine. She's known me for over four years. I actually got connected with her back um, <clears throat> when I was in high school. I knew her nephew. And then I got into media. I started working for one of her companies and just always had a great relationship. And she's always just believed in me. And then I caught up with her and she made it. She connected me with this founder of a huge company. I was like, whoa, like, thank you so much. And so I, I had lunch with her and I, um, I was, I just kind of let her know, like updated her on life and where we're at. And she's like, let me see it. And so I showed her the prototype and then I showed her the pitch deck and she's like, um, next week, let's, uh, let's set up a time and we'll have dinner. And, uh, and we I went over to their house, met with her and her husband. And, um, she's like, we're very interested. And, uh, she's like, this is something we, and she goes, we believe in this product and this idea, but more than anything, we believe in you and the relationship that we have. And, and that just goes back to doing the right thing. Um, you know, even when no one's watching and, and doing it for the right reasons. And so she ends up texting me that night and says, Hey, we'll take the whole round. And then I was just like, what is happening? Like the whole, like I was having to think I would have to get five investors to split amongst this. Um, and it's just truly been incredible to see how God's brought everything together. And, um, you know, of the, the aspects in which doing, being diligent in the areas. And this is something that I've had this idea and vision for over two and a half years, but I've find it and I've worked on it and I've done and then and going through this process my dad uh we did this very young and I'm very thankful for this where we would go through we would have, have an idea and then we just play devil's advocate and we'd mull through what's the issue what's the problem here in search of the fatal flaw and for many times I'd have an idea and go oh fatal flaw um taxes or oh fatal flaw there's not that technology around or oh I can't do this or oh I can't do that but then for this project that we just launched we kept going and I kept going and I'm like there is no fatal flaw there's certain obstacles that we're going to have to face. And so anyway, that's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but that's just kind of some of the things I would say um, when it comes to direction and, and vision of just, you know, it is a cool place to be in where you don't have a clear definition because it allows you to 
dive into things and take those risks, be intentional and say, hell, who knows? You have a you have background in different things. Maybe you go into automotive, maybe you go into technology. I mean, there's so the, the world is so much opportunity that in a position that you're in right now, you have the ability to dabble and to test and to experiment in different realms of life that you probably wouldn't have been able to in another position. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the lean startup method? Oh yes. Eric Reese. I love it. That's yeah. how we're building our company. So, um, no, I'm, I'm all about it, man. Yeah, I have, yeah, I think I have it right here. Yeah. I have the book right here. Book. And you can see it. I have it right there. And it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of just like you got, and I think anyone could do it to their lives though. It's like, what's the lean startup method for my life? And for people who don't know who are listening, it's basically, you're asking your, you got, there's nine little boxes and you're asking yourself like, you know, what, what makes, what makes me stand out? What's, you know, what's a, what are other people doing? You know, just to, you look through all sections and man, I, th I think that is kind of cool. You've had a, I, I mean, I've enjoyed seeing like some of the trips you've gone on and some of the pictures this is always, always very entertaining. I really enjoy them, dude. And I really hope that you keep on pressing and I, I'm a big cheerleader, man. I'm a fan. Thanks. I appreciate it. Well, and, and, and on that too, I think it's easy. A lot of people can see my Instagram. They can see um, the trips that I've been on, the people I've worked with and they can go, Oh man, that's crazy. You're killing it. You must have so much money. And I've got that question for you, like a millionaire and all this stuff. I'm like, not really. No. And like the sacrifice, I don't think is sometimes that's, I think the biggest thing too, of going count the cost. Are you willing to make the sacrifice? And so um, for the longest time, like I, from end of 28, from like August, 2018 to April, 2019, I didn't have a place. Like I was technically homeless. I couch hop, I traveled and like the trip I had to eat to Europe, I worked to deal with an influencer that she paid my way. And then I paid for the trip in between. And so like I slept in $20 Airbnbs. I took cheap flights. Like it's, it's all about what matters and what's important. And so I think I think with, and, and even this project that we have in Utah, I got to raise $10,000 in a week to make this project happen. And so there's a crap ton of work that goes into it. And that's where I think there's a quote by Kevin Durant that I, that I absolutely love. And he goes, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. And I think that's a great um, perspective because there's so many talented people I know that are not even doing half or have done half of what I've been able to do um, because they've just let their talent take them where it's going to go. And of going, man, if travel's what you want to do, okay, that it may not happen for two years, but what are you doing now to make that happen? What are elements and aspects of life that you're like, this is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going. And these are the steps in which I'm going to take to get there. And I think that methodical dissecting of where you want to go. I mean, it's been something that's been a part of my life for a long time. And I'm very grateful for it. And I could, there's a couple of stories I have on that, but I think it's just, it's important to there's just a certain aspects of, hey, what are parts and areas of your life? And then just start to go in that direction. Start to experiment. Kind of like you said, the lean. Don't spend five years going a direction only to realize that that's not what you wanted to do. If you're going into college for a certain um, skill set or expertise, go and shadow people that do that. If you want to be a nurse, go to like figure out a way to shadow a real nurse and see, do I actually, do I like being a nurse or do I like the idea of being a nurse? And so those are things that I think it's unfortunate to see when people waste time on things that they never really wanted to do, but they just like the idea and didn't do the research to find out if they really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I enjoy that. And you know, it's kind of, it's kind of made me think of a project I really want to do, but 
Um, I'm all right. I'm gonna hop off the podcast real quickly. Gonna stop recording. But I guess I don't know. There's something I, I want to talk about, but I can't talk about it on podcast right now. Well, you're editing it, so you can always edit it out. Yeah. Okay. That's that is very true. That's very true. And this isn't live broadcasting. We're the only ones on here. No, but it's like I don't want to edit. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Put a marker. All right, marker done. <laughs> marker. Boom. Now, yeah, so I, I think, eh, I mean, not a lot of people, or I mean, people are going to listen. I mean, I have this podcast so I can have these conversations and following has gone definitely up and stuff. I like views have gone up slowly, but yeah, I, I think like any person, like you just got to have those conversations and you got to get out there and you got to, you got to keep pushing and keep grinding. And I, I think what people don't realize about you is that I know how hard you've worked. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen, you know, I've seen you work hard and I know some people you run with and it's so awesome to like see your journey and stuff. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, but I mean, I mean, when I, I love what I do and so it's really not work, but no, you're right. And it's better to go out it alone with than with people who are going to drag you down. And there have been years of my life where there's, there were sections that I didn't talk to people about because they wouldn't understand. Right. They wouldn't understand why I was working till 2 a.m. every night on, a, on something that they go, why, why are you working, man? Come out and party. I'm like, no, I, I got something bigger. I'm working yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm not the way to try. I really appreciate that. Oh, dude. All right, thanks for joining the show.